Hey, what's going on, GNG? This is Trek and Cryptos to Connect. I am Trek, and for this daily talk, I was going on about looking for work, and when I was realizing that a lot of the jobs were looking for technical skill set that at the time I didn't have. So you'll note that there's a difference in that. But for where we are now, it definitely has expanded out to more traditional job roles. So take a listen, take some notes. Hopefully, you learn something. Enjoy, GNG. I had like a recent, a recent kind of um, epiphany. I don't know if it's necessarily epiphany. So I told y'all in the beginning, the idea was learn the solidity and then um, start working on, you know, getting into doing some projects and, you know, basically charging and making a living off of it. Um, but the idea was to just like do a break and make this be like the full-time thing of studying and then work out getting a job um, after um, gaining the skill set. So I came across something the other day that um, it had me kind of reevaluate the situation on whether like, well, can I get a job right now that's within the blockchain space and still work on doing the studying the way I need to, to gain the, the knowledge base and the skill set. So it brings me to the whole thing of like, if you can find something that works out to put you in either a remote um, working kind of situation where you can tele, um, telecommute um, or you can go in and just do a couple of hours if you actually have to go to some place and then you can still be able to like study and read and you know um, bring your little laptop with you and do some programming while you're there. Like, once again, like the security guard situation, if you're in a place where you kind of got one of those offshoot posts where nobody really pays attention to you. Now, one of them joints where you got to walk around with that little, um, uh, what's the name of that thing? There's some jobs, yo, where you got to walk around the building and then you got to hit certain marks at a certain time. And if you don't, they know you've been messing around. But that's, I'm going off topic. But um, that, that was basically where I'm at right now. And um. I saw the job post and at first I was kind of hesitant about it, but I'm like, you know what? I think this would be in my realm considering that it's within the Ethereum um, blockchain slash platform ecosystem. And I'm like, all right, I, I know X amount of this. And I'll be honest, like, it's funny how much you think you know something until you actually um, have to explain it to someone who doesn't know anything at all, who they can't really judge you per se, because you could tell them like the sky was pickled green and that would be like, oh, okay. But when you talk to somebody who knows more of the technical than you, then you get to that like, oh, I really don't know as much as I thought I did. And that's kind of what I went through um, with dealing with this application. I don't want to put out like the name of the company or anything yet, just on the end of, um, I just see how this process goes. But what I will say is um, there are definitely X amount of sites out there that uh, have information. One joint that I came across was on Twitter, which was like blockchain jobs. I'm going to have the link in. And then the other one was um, Angels List. They have, um, they have a bunch of stuff. And the thing that gets me right now about how this space is developing um, as far as the, the career field part of it goes, and I'm not just talking about, you know, the Ethereum platform itself, but 
just the general of the blockchain technology is that um, some people are transitioning from what their other career choice was into this space and they're going into like, well, I'll be a recruiter or um, I deal with, you know, talent acquisition. Um, but then you have the people who are on the technical side who are more about the, well, I can go from um, uh, UX UI development and cross over from where I was working at some website and now cross over into this. But then you have people who are in my position who, um, my current position that I work in right now, I'm a test engineer, but not anything related to what this um, platform deals with in regards to the, the Ethereum ecosystem. And I'm looking to go from that to be a developer slash um, um, auditor and I actually have to now go through from the base end, learning the programming language to then be able to say, I have the skill set to then develop and then be able to create slash audit stuff. Um, and that puts me in a very like uh, position, tough position. And uh, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, I can do this, but I gotta say like, I don't know, you know, how you guys are working it out or where you guys are coming from as far as your skill set, as far as what career you were in prior to or um, where you're at right now. But the jobs are definitely popping up. The salaries are really varied. Like I've seen stuff from like 20K to like 350, okay? Um, and like I said, there's, there's a couple of different sites that have some listings and different things. Some of them, it, it, it boils down to the same thing, like, you know, um, and what you see in the traditional market, you'll read what the requirement is and be like, oh man, that's like a lot of technical stuff. And there is definitely X amount of more technical positions needing to be filled compared to like the other non-technical parts that make a business, that make a, a company function. Um, which is actually ironic when you think about it. Like, I haven't seen any real postings for like, oh, we need an HR person or like an accounting person. Like, it's really a lot more technical and um, um, job positions that are being posted. Uh, but who knows how that's going to look come, uh, what, three months from now, especially considering once the industry moves forward more and X amount of the ICOs that have been um, tracked to go online this month and the next following months, like the ones that actually do good and succeed are going to definitely lead to the next set of people who just, oh, I'm going to start an ICO. I'm going to be pet.com, not calling themselves pet.com. And people are going to jump on it. Who's going to look to get a job? You might have a job for a month and then the company folds, but you'll gain some insight and you'll network and you'll have some kind of understanding of the industry and like the technology. So in some ways, that's like a double-edged sword when you think about that, right? So it's going to be a bull rush for, you know, um, people with money or people looking to get other people's money to start a company up, hire a couple of people. Company lasts a month, company lasts two months, three months. And then boom, they're done. But if you position yourself right, you'll get in 
get the network going, get your experience that you need, and make sure you keep the resume on deck, like ready to go, especially if you start to have questions in the beginning of how this company's going, like make sure you, you are ready to land on your feet like a cat. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, uh, that's actually just some stuff I really just thought about right now. Um, and I actually have to write that idea down about something um, article-wise, but I'm ranting off. But yeah, that's just basically what I wanted to um, bring up. Like, the job market, if you can work the situation of finding a position that's in something at your level, Man, like, lucky for you. If you're already a programmer, even better for you. But if you're in my position where you're, like, at the novice, don't know that much as you thought you did level, <laughs> then, you know, you, you got to really come in on the ground level, like some customer service type stuff, some, um, like, working in the PR department or something to, to help get the word out about the company. Like, that's what it is right now, um, especially coming from my end of it uh so you know i just wanted to let y'all guys um know about that particular thing hopefully i'll hear from these guys before the end of the month and i could then say something more about this process and like the company and all of that stuff and i really would like to um get in with this company on the end of the position that they're in and it's definitely going to help usher in um a new wave of users who understand um, personal economic sovereignty. I stole that phrase from Andreas Anopoulos. Antonopoulos. Um, yeah, economic sovereignty. So if you don't get it, find one of his speeches, Google it. It's, it's out there. But uh, this is Smart Trekking, and I'm Trek. Check y'all GNGs for the next one. Adios. Hey GNG, so I hope you got what I was saying about the whole work thing and what was going on back then as far as being more technically inclined where now we're more into the expanding of traditional job roles and it ties into my next guest Nanu Burks who is a creative artist um, based out of Texas. She has some pretty good insight so I decided to keep the whole interview on for this one. So the whole episode is about 40 or so minutes. Enjoy GNG. Hey, what's going on, G&Gs? This is Trek and Crypto to Connect, and I am Trek, and we're here for another episode. And this episode is going to be a good one, I think, because I was able to get in contact with a lady by the name of Nanu Burks, and thank you, Ken Bosak, for that, um, that connection. And she's an artist who is also in the crypto space, and I got the chance to speak with her today. And I'm really kind of excited about this because I have like X amount of questions and then to find out she's from South America. I'm like, oh man, there's even more questions now. But I want to let you give you the intro for who you are and what you do and like what got you to cross over into the crypto space. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Um, yeah, I, I've been an artist my whole life on and off. And then I decided to embrace the full-time artist career. And that has taken me through some weird places. I started painting murals and traveling using paintings as exchange of money, you know, like painting a mural in exchange of how 
housing and all this stuff. And while I was in Mexico, I heard about Bitcoin in 2012. I kind of didn't really pay that much attention to it because I didn't care for money at all, you know, in general. I was mm-hmm. living out of the economic system, kind of like fucks all of society together, like I'm gonna be a rebel. And then when I came back to civilization and stuff and got back on social media two years ago and all this stuff, I realized that there's a lot more I can do to change the system from within than from the outside. So it's been crazy to accept that. Like I wrote a book about, you know, being an anarchist and living outside of the system. Like, oh, I was committed, man. I was committed. So it's been wild to come back. Um, but it's it's been cool. And so I've, you know, I've known about it since 2012, started making art about it five years ago and started publicizing my art and sharing it on social like two years ago. Okay. Wow. All right. So I hear a little bit of an accent. Where are you originally from? I'm from Argentina. I left when I was about 13 and have been nomadic ever since. So I've lived out of a backpack for like 10 to 14 years in a row. I went to school and stuff in the States, but then um, I was mostly traveling for, for the majority of my life. Oh, wow. Like that. Yeah, the backpacking thing, that that's an interesting story. We that's gonna be another whole conversation because like I'm just finding out about um couch surfing and like the whole thing and I'm like, all right, like where can you end up if you really use this? Dude, it's amazing. We should have a conversation about that. The the book I wrote is called The Backpacker Evangelist. I was trying to convince everyone to quit their jobs and travel and backpack. And I okay. have used all of these systems. Um, the best, I'll just tell you real quick, the best experience I ever had with couchsurfing, I arrived to the north of Argentina, like I was just leaving to do this full time. And the guy, um, I, I FaceTimed with him for like five minutes and he was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm never home. home. Feel free to pick up my key at, um, at the bar in the corner. So I picked up the key of his house at the corner bar where he, that he owned. I walked into his house. He wasn't going to be home. And they had the keys to his to his bike, like to his rider bike and wow. car and to his house. And he said, I saw you're an artist. Please paint me a mural. Feel free to use my bike, my car, my house. And like then just drop off the key when you're done. And so I was there for five days and I had everything I needed. And then I painted him a mural and left. You know, it was crazy. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we definitely have to catch up offline on this one. Man, that mm-hmm. that's wow. I got a friend who she's from Cali. But she's doing her trek through um, Central America, then South America, and then she's going over to some part of Asia that I can't remember in the South Pacific, and then she's going to Africa. And like she's doing the whole Airbnb and like couch surfing deal. And I was just like, yo, that's like crazy. Not not crazy, like, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing it. But it's just like crazy on the end of like, we're at a point now where there is like an app or some form of technology that is allowing us to connect in more than just, I know this person in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, I feel like within the crypto community, I feel that that is something that in the state, in some funny kind of way, I feel like we're kind of missing that. Like, um last week i did an interview with um africanus um akios i might be saying his second or middle name wrong but he was all the way in rwanda and i was talking with him and i'm like this is what i like like being able to connect with people over vast um you know geographical spaces like that's what this whole thing is about and the, Mm -hmm. the i think the quicker we get like it's not just necessarily a where I am and all about me, 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 but seeing like how we can expand out into the, like the community as far as your neighborhood, the community as far as your city, the community as far as your state, and then the community as far as just people who have the same interests and are, are trying to um, help others and, you know, be positive in this space. It's not just right at your doorstep. You kind of have to really stretch out. For sure, for sure. Okay, so 
uh, here's the question for you. What was the aha moment? Like, like, like most of us who go back to the early, like before 2013, X amount of us are like, yeah, we heard about it. And then we was like, eh, whatever, or like whatever else was going on in life at the time. So we didn't focus on it. But when was that like light bulb? This thing, I got to get it. That's a really good question, actually. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'm from Argentina, so I lived through the crisis of 02 and 08. This means that the banks literally closed overnight, stole my whole family's money, savings, like not a lot, but our savings, and left us on the street. So I was 13 years old, and I was going out on the street with pots and pans, hitting them and spray painting on the glass of banks and throwing rocks through their windows and trying to steal their computers. Like, it was crazy shit, you know, like... I think I put this out of my memory for a long time until I realized that I was skateboarding, like defacing banks because I was so pissed that they stole our parents' money. So that has been wow. in the back of my mind. And then um, I heard about Bitcoin and all the stuff. I you know, was too angry at the system still to embrace anything that I heard on the street, even if it was useful. But then I realized that having, like I started reading about the technology, you know, and I realized that having any opportunity to have money that is magic money from the internet that's not centralized by a government was amazing and was gonna be the future. Like it is the future. And so I wanna encourage people that are not techies. You know, I'm an artist who, who is super dy dyslexic. It took me a long time to learn how to read. I thought I was stupid for a long time. Like, you know, English is my second language. Like I didn't have technology backgrounds. And I just started reading about it, watching videos about it. And I, I understood everything and was fascinated by it and could see how it was really gonna be useful. So actually, I'm, I'm really grateful for Ken as well because he's one of those people who makes it really digestible for people. And yes. so he taught me, yeah. like in the very beginning, he would be like, oh yeah, I just used Litecoin for this, or I just used Dash for this, you know? And the Dash community was another one that I was really, really grateful for because they are rebuilding houses after the disasters, after the, the earthquakes and stuff with Dash, you know? Like they're using it in real life and so now the people i'm most excited about is the tour of the crypto um they are raising funds for hawk which is a the women's organization here in houston for domestic violence and so they're riding bicycles across the states coast to coast and yeah. they're raising funds you know and so i'm donating uh probably this piece of art right here in the back the bitcoin piece the big Bitcoin. Piece. okay oh okay so I think I'm going to donate that for auction so we can raise some funds. Um, and so I, and to be honest, you know, if you want to get a little controversial, I was this close to leaving the crypto space, man. Like there's so much bullshit and so much ICO and, you know, just people that got greedy and I don't, blame uh, anyone, you know, man. let's start some fire, man. Let's start some fire. I don't, I don't blame anyone because I get it, but I was just not wanting to be in the space anymore. And then I, I got reignited by reconnecting with people that are doing actual good. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I'm excited to, to collaborate with them and remember what the good, good part of the space is, you know? Like, I feel like if you were in before 2013 and you remember what things was like, you, like, like, like if you were in before 2015 and you remember like, quote, how it was the wild, wild west or whatever, that's what the more newer folks kind of say to it. But, um, on the end of how the community was looking as far as people being like, hey, you know, let me tell you about this thing. And like, there were way, way more websites that were taking crypto back then um, compared to what's going on now. And at, at some point, it's just like, you know, 
it's a, I, I argue that it's a numbers game as far as scam, scammers are concerned in mm. that it's like, well, if a thousand people get into it, I only need one to two percent of those people to fall for the BS that I'm doing. So numbers wise, it works out for them. Right. Mm-hmm. But to see how like the influx into the space has been as far as like the ICO side of it and just how creative, I'm not going to lie, scammers, hats off, creativity yeah. to you and the hackers too, because y'all have definitely made people really reevaluate. And I guess for those of us who are, you know, in that, in that older mindset, that was the whole point. Like, don't just jump into something. Don't just um, take, you know, it's going to be 300x to the moon or is promising you the suns and the stars tomorrow. Like, do your due diligence, understand what this thing is. And at the end of the day, this is about economic sovereignty, AKA freedom for those of us who don't know the word. Um, And yeah, like if you're mad at those people who are the scammers and the hackers who are taking funds, then why aren't you mad at the people who are doing it quote legally taking your shit like I yeah man like I don't even know how to relay right now how it 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 just it to me it just clicks you know what I'm saying where it's like if you're mad at these folks then why aren't you mad at these folks who do I know I love your passion this is why you're doing something about it this is why you're you're doing a podcast and that's why I'm making crypto art for mass adoption and that's the thing like unless you're really pissed about it and they screwed you over or you I mean the government screwed all of us over all the time but unless you really are have had some close experiences and really are pissed to the point that you don't want to you can't integrate anymore like you know i'm a i'm a um i'm a latino woman i english is my second language but i look white you know like i look european so i've been able to write the system to to write the system to my advantage like go through college and all this stuff blah 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 and i've been able to leverage the double privilege of being like, oh yeah, I speak Spanish, but I look white. So you can hire me and fill your quota, you know, Mm -hmm. but I still look white. So it's been really interesting to write the system this way and then do everything right. Like get straight A's and all this stuff in in college and then still get screwed over, you know, and like not have enough possibilities. So if I'm a person who looks white and has double privilege and I can't make it in the traditional system, what does that say for anyone else? Like it's, it drives me crazy. So that's the reason that I've always filmed stuff that I do and that I try to get my voice out there as much as possible because I know I'm speaking for a ton of different people. And I just feel so grateful for that, you know? So I hope that that's, that's the thing that really reaches people. You know, I had a podcast a couple of days ago and I was feeling real nervous and messed up a lot, said, um, a lot fucked up about the technology details. Cause I was having just like an off day. And I was like, you know, I was so hard on myself. I'm like, what am I doing being the voice of that has been given to me? And just not using this opportunity. So I'm grateful to be able to do this now and mend it and get to those real issues. Because at the end of the day, like you said, it's about really decentralizing power, decentralizing opportunities and giving the power and the voice back to the people. Like that's what blockchain is about. Forget cryptos, forget like Bitcoin, you know, like that's what Mm -hmm. decentralization technology blockchain is about. And so it's just wild. And that's what, what I'm starting to remember with these people. I'm like, damn, like we're making world change right now, you know? Definitely, definitely. I want to jump back one step on the end of, so you had the whole creative spirit, 
you started doing what you were doing art-wise. How did you go from, all right, I'm doing my artwork and, you know, my, my, my inspiration and my um, expression is what it is, but how did you integrate the, the crypto part of it into what you were doing? Um, if you could, like, clarify or give us, like, a little insight on that part. Totally. Yeah, I think that's an important question. Uh, you know, the haters love to say that I'm riding a money wave. So people that don't know me, they're like, oh, she makes Bitcoin art because it sells for a lot of money. I'm like, all right, well, that's one way to look at it. The truth is that I've always, like I said, I was dyslexic. So I, I couldn't read for a long time and I felt really stupid. So I, like many women that are put down and like many people that are put down in general, I assumed I was dumb. I assumed I would never be able to do math or like be into tech, right? So I didn't even look into that space but I was always curious about it and even living outside of the system with no tech something kept pulling me back like it's just one of those things where I always ended up in a in a meeting about AI or like like I worked in um on Bixby you know for Samsung so I was in okay. their team and so I I worked on the bilingual speech for Bixby and so just just doing remote writing jobs like gigs you know when I was trying to be a freelance writer and so or when I was being a freelance writer so it's been weird that I always end up in technology and so that's how the 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 bees and the symbols started coming through in the work like I was just reading about it and stuff and so I would make like a regular piece of art but it would end up having a bee just subconsciously and then I realized that I was really advocating for this technology and just trying to make it digestible for people like I think that if people if people that don't care about the technology see a huge mural on in their city that has the symbols they're going to start asking what they are like if you see them enough times you're mm -hmm. gonna, you know, and you're gonna do that curiosity and self-explaining thing, which is the only way that you can learn. Like, you have to be curious, you have to do your own research, and you have to teach yourself. And there's so much info out there, but no one's gonna force you to learn it, you know. So that's why that's why we're like beyond the early adoption wave. That's why people like people are scared to get into it or think they're behind. We're not even in the early adoption. Like, we're not even. Oh, at the I hear that so often from people like, well, yeah, you know, I'm not certain, like, I'm, I'm too late and I don't know. It. And it's like, listen, I'm telling you, I live in the space. You're not too late. And, mm -hmm. and I, I so get like passionate about trying to explain this particular part to people. But, you know, the apprehension, the popular narrative, the media, the jading that comes from that. And people are scared. Like, I'm not trying to tell people, hey, you should drop everything you're doing fiat-based and come over to the crypto side. No. Hell no. Don't do that. Like, I can tell you firsthand, this life, for where we are with convenience of the technology and the integration for everyday use, it is not for everybody. You really have to go out and figure out how to do shit. Like, it's not just like, oh, everything is going to magically work. It doesn't. Like we're at a convenience level of like maybe two to three, maybe. And I can say that over these last like nine months of making that fiat to crypto crossover. Yeah. Like shit has been real. Yeah. It's crazy. I tried to, I tried to cash out my EOS the other day because I invested when they were like 60 cents or something, you know? And then I, I let them surf through the wave because I had them staked and I, I believe in the team and stuff. So I didn't care about like huge profit. Um, so I cashed them out at like still like 20 X, you know, but I just didn't cash it out when it was 20, 20 grand um, profit. But I, I tried to cash them out the other day and unstaking them and moving them through all the different wallets and masking it 
to make it ETH, to make it money, mm -hmm. I was laughing at myself. I'm like, no one in hell is going to do this unless they really, really have been doing this for like four or five years and it's easy. Like for me, it was still annoying, but it wasn't hard, you know? But I'm like, but you no know how to do it though. Like, yeah. like I say to people, I'm like, listen, like it's not as complicated as you think. And the only difference between me and where you're at is I've been in the space for more years than you. So the wallets I'm using, I'm not even going to tell you about the wallets I'm using. Just stick to Coinbase, play around with that, get used to that whole back and forth thing. And then once you feel comfortable, then we'll start talking about like, you know, these different variations on, on doing like in-app conversions. Like in-app conversions two years ago was like, wait, you know, one day we should have a, a, a mobile wallet that can do blah, blah, blah. Or like transaction, um, what do they call it? Um, transaction, <laughs> transaction fee adjustment where you can like reduce the transaction fee to then increase the amount of time it takes for the transaction to happen. We didn't have this option three years ago. I can't yeah. tell somebody off the break about that and be like, oh, you should do blah, blah, blah with this kind of, no. No, because that like, scares them and that's the whole point. Like, you don't, you know, I don't know how the fuck PayPal works or how Venmo works. I don't know how my Bank of America app works. I don't care. Like, it just happens and it's great and awesome. Now, yeah. you know, I'm not super happy with how it's being handled, the money's being handled. So Exactly. But, exactly. And, and what you said is, is real controversial. You know, you said, um, I'll get you on Coinbase first. And a lot of fundamentalists or extremists would, would say, no, you know, go to Edge Wallet or something first and never touch uh, Coinbase. But I do feel like in order to not, not get people scared and like, instantly deny the whole system it is good for some people and you have to wage it to have the yeah. option to have a password that they can recover and shit because until people can really switch their mindset to knowing that you're your own bank and no one's babying you if there's no middleman taking a cut there's no middleman holding your password so if you lose it you lose it you know and so i do think it's a good stepping stone and for some people i do recommend use coinbase and then explain to them you know this is pretty much a bank though so like just know that it's a stepping stone to the next freedom yeah freedom like so yeah, Coinbase is like the Apple of crypto as far as user interface and like ease of use mm -hmm. when it comes to all the other options that you have. Like look at what, um, I forgot whose wallet, it was either, um, oh my God, what's the name of the wallet? I can't remember the name of the wallet, but they just did it where they took away the USD equivalent of the um, cryptocurrency you have in your wallet. And now it's all uh -huh. in Satoshi's and stuff. So cool. people, generally speaking, don't like decimal numbers and they don't like having to do mental math in order to figure out how much the value of something is. That's, That's why true. we went with USD as the whole like, well, you know, three Bitcoin is equal to blah, 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 thousands of USD or a couple of hundred or just like $2 when it was the early days, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that part, I think... They, and I really wish I could remember the name for the wallet who did this. It was just recently they did this. Hmm. Uh, but it's going, it, it definitely changes how you look at, you know, the, the space and the use case and like the actual value equation of it. Like not having whole numbers and Americans are generally, generally speaking, lazy about math. So imagine what the other countries and people are doing when it's like, oh, well, <laughs> this is know. why. This is why art. So because we're lazy about math, because we're not computers and we have AI, you know, people like fearing AI and robots. I get it because I've been there and I'm, I go back there often with my thoughts. 
but mm. we have to technology is coming it's here and so we have to embrace it and so let the computers do the math and let you know or the people who love doing the math do the math and then yeah. for us and for the rest of the people who want a, a quick look at it and understand something visual communication like art you know symbols and that has been the language of change since the beginning of time we've always recorded things in hieroglyphics we've always needed images and so that's why i'm i'm here you know and it's crazy because everyone in the space wants art i, I can't tell you the amount of emails and thank god you know messages and everything i get requesting my art but at the time of paying the licensing fee to use my images or to hire me as an artist the money disappears so it's just mm -hmm. like this redefining value is more real than ever you know and so it's crazy like let me just put some people on blast bitcoin.com i love them so much they're awesome and work with them indirectly a lot but sometimes they refuse to pay some artists licensing fees like 500 bucks to use an image claiming that their exposure is enough and so like exposure doesn't pay my bills and exactly it's, it's just you know i have i'm down to go like to battle now because i am a full-time artist in the space and I don't see, I see a lot of frustration, but I don't see a lot of people calling. Wait, hold on, hold on. That's <laughs> like, how are you going to argue about mass adoption, but you don't want to pay the bill in order so I can pay my bill? Dude, like, it's wait. insane. And like, how much money is Bitcoin.com making in general, which I use in Bitcoin Cash and stuff? It's just, and you know, it's not their fault. I will say this, because the individual people that I met there are awesome, and they're each mm -hmm. doing, they're, they're fighting their mission, and what they're doing is important. So I respect them. I just feel like, if you have an artist who's been in the space at me or like any of the other ones, crypto graffiti, coin artists, like um, Josie, any of the people that are epic, um, um, Jessica Angel, who know their shit, you know, and we're saying things, then listen to us because we're the people with the expertise, you know, on that mm -hmm. specific part of the equation. So if we're telling you like, you know, we need to redefine value completely. And if you're hiring an engineer to build your software and you're hiring a marketing team to, to dissipate it, and you're saying that this is a, a, a platform that helps artists but you're still asking the artists to submit work for free for exposure then you have to be fucking kidding me so it's just like makes no sense and i know it's early on and everything helps and everything is a proof of concept but if nobody steps up and starts being the example like the artist saying no to exposure work which is starting to happen and the people willing to pay for for the art then it's not going to change you know so it's mm -hmm. been like it's been really interesting. So that's why I was about to leave the space. Like I love the tech and I would always advocate for it on my own in conversations, but I'm like, yo, if I'm not getting paid to do what I love and that's helping that I get emails every day saying like, Oh, this is so helpful. Thank you. Then I'm going to move to another industry where I can pay my bills. And I would hate to see that happen. I would hate to see badass artists who are committed, who understand the tech, who've been here since like OG, you know, like beginning and who have all the connections and who are like, so excited about bringing this to the people leave because they don't feel appreciated in the space and so it's not personal and it's not individual's fault it's systematic but that, mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to change so like you know just listening to each other more it's important okay that yo that yeah man that's oh, yo your energy is just like straight like oh what is the word i'm looking for right now it's definitely working to pass through like this whole virtual setup we have going on because I feel extra hype in talking to you right now. Um, yeah, hey, I'm just like I'm a lot, so I know that for some people it's not great, but I appreciate that you you like you really know what's going on in the space too, and I think that's why you're so passionate about doing what you do. So it's it's both, you know. I really respect that. So I'm telling you, the last podcast I had, it was like all good vibes and everything, but the first question I got hit with was, oh, so which platforms is your art on? 
is it on Ethereum blockchain? I'm like, you know, I started talking about how there's different blockchains and, but I don't really, I love the tech, but I don't really care where it ends up because the whole point for the companies that make it easy for me to put my art online is for me to trust them and for them to handle the tech so that the artists can make the art, you know? And so that we don't all have to be engineers. We need to do what we're good at. And so it was crazy. Like I said, I want to mend this because I said that the blockchain art collective who I work with and they're amazing, that they had their own blockchain because I remember very early on they were talking about delivering, you know, having their own blockchain, but they use Ethereum, obviously, you know, like they built on it. And so like I said something about EOS as well, which obviously I know EOS is like a baby with Ethereum, you know, and like all these things, but just there has been so much bullshit too. And like, what am I allowed to say? Like, who am I going to piss off? So now I'm just all truth all the time. You know, I love the thing. <laughs> I care about right. it. <laughs> okay. Here's what I was saying. I don't know who's going to end up eventually end up listening, but um, I don't. I, you know what? Outside of price talk, that's mm -hmm. the only thing I tell people, listen, like I don't do price talk stuff on here. Um, we can talk about like whatever else in relation to the space. Like, so even if you're a politician, if you're an angel investor, as long as we're talking about something crypto related and how you got into blockchain, blah, 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 I'm fine. But once you start talking price stuff, then I'm like, mm, no, we're not doing that. Like, I don't want to be that guy who came up with another podcast that's talking about price movements and you know, head and shoulders and dead cat bouncing. I, I know certain things, but I don't care to have that be in this conversation because I think, in my opinion, it limits how you see the space and the potential for it to actually help people at the ground level outside of this monetary, let's get rich in Lambo and Moon shit. That's just me, yeah. though. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, it's, again, like, to be completely transparent, I have always thought about saving myself also because if you are not healthy if you're not happy you can't help others to the same level so of course I want to like settle my bills and of course I would rather thrive than just barely make it so awesome but we can also do it in a way that helps everybody instead of just screwing people over directly and so I know that it gets tricky we're all humans we all have egos we all have our families we want to take care of first and all that you know it's just the, the best thing that we have is each other to be mirrors and to remind us of shit. Like we're not guilty for catching the ego or for fucking up or for getting greedy because that's just human nature. You know what I mean? Like the thing mm -hmm. that we are missing is that we are supposed to listen to each other and then like accept it when we mess up, you know? And so that's the part that that's really hurtful for me that I try not to take personally, but sometimes it hits me because I'm like, I'm not just here justifying myself or like saying, well, like I'm not getting paid as an artist. You know, I am selling paintings for like 10 grand, which is crazy. And it, and it doesn't happen all the time, but I am selling art at a price that I'm defining because this is an industry that supports redefining of value. You know, that would be harder to do outside of crypto. So I'm also, you know, being honest about that stuff. And then, however, and, and still, it's not really like, like that your prices stay there. It's because it is the wild west still, the wild, wild west. You, I can sell a painting for 10 grand and then not have work for like six months. And so then people are like, well, you're selling paintings for 10 grand. Like, why are you complaining? I'm like, nah, man, like I sent the proposal. It took me six months to get it approved. I showed up on an event. I painted, I auctioned the painting and then I made 10 grand that went to paying all my bills. And like, now I'm back to zero. You know, it's just, it's, mm -hmm. it doesn't make a lot of sense yet. I guess, so. I guess <laughs> that folks, like GG, like 
another person who was able to tell you like for what I what I found when I crossed over in January and GNG is just in case you haven't heard any of the other podcasts or read any of that stuff. I am not a hundred percent crossed over. I'm still in the National Guard, right? So I'm like at that 90, 95% marker of it's all about crypto because I write in crypto stuff now. I do the consultancy crypto stuff um, mm -hmm. and all that other stuff. But the point being is that uh, you have the people who live off the space and then you have the people who live in the space. We go about this thing. We go about cryptos and blockchain two different ways just on the end of I don't have a, a, a steady fiat-based income. I'm not dependent on that anymore. And you get to move very differently when you are in the crypto space as far as not having to be tied to a fiat-based uh, source of income, I guess to say. Mm -hmm. And like, you can, and the crazy part is, y'all, you can still do all of the other stuff. There's how many different websites now that are popping up that are like, hey, you know, have people pay you in, you know, whatever crypto, whether it be ETH, Litecoin, or Bitcoin, um, to do the same traditional kind of jobs, you know, um, you could take it where you could growth hack being a dog walker and have your clients pay you in crypto to where you're doing like dog pedigree stuff and pedicure, sorry, pedicure stuff. And you could have that all be in crypto. You just have to find the clients for it. Like, but it's and there. You Go can ahead. even buy my t-shirts in crypto, just integrated with coin payments. I to you about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's true. And you know, um, I think we're still at the point where we need support in helping people transition. And so, like you said, you know, you're 95% right now. I was a hundred at one point, I'm back at 90% and I will do whatever I need to do to minimize my stress and amplify my, my strengths so that I can keep doing what I'm doing. Like, it's not about how extremist you are or how, whatever it's about finding the best option for you and knowing that th there shouldn't be any shame. You know, it's like, we need people everywhere in the spectrum. So we need people that are being extreme and like have no bank accounts. But I also go to dinner with those people and I end up paying for a lot of the shit because sometimes their money's trapped in crypto and they can't get it out. Mm -hmm. Or some people promise mm -hmm. me a painting for me and I get paid eight months later because something happened in the crypto space. So that's also real, you know? And so that's when, when being an extreme, I still love and support and believe in those people because they're doing something that I don't want to do right now. I don't want to live 100% with crypto because it's hard. And so I, I admire them, you know? I also know that I don't want to be the type of person who can't keep my word because I'm experimenting with a currency. And so that my extreme life falls on other people because I'm about radical responsibility, you know? So I also make mistakes. I also, I do a lot of things wrong, you know? So, mm. <laughs> but it's fine. But that's why we need the extreme people so I can learn from them and be like, yo, I'm not going to do that. And then I'll be able to pay my rent and like how that falls on somebody else or whatever. So any part of it, any mix of it that you do is awesome. You know, we're all experimenting. And this is like a call for us to be more supportive of one another and like judge less and, and just embrace each other, you know, like learn from, from everyone's mistakes. Cause we're going to make a lot of mistakes. Like that's the whole point of an early industry, you know? Yes. Okay. So we're going to bring it down and we're also last three questions. I'm sorry. I, I got another um, interview coming up and it's like right after this. So You're good, no considering where you started in the, um, timeline of the space 
What have you noticed between then and like what you're seeing now with the people coming into the space now and like how things are developing and quote maturing within the space now? So I love that question so much because these are the things I also try to talk about, like the insider tips that a lot of people maybe don't see. So I've loved seeing the waves of like consensus to me is, is one of like the filters, like the people who used to go to consensus in the beginning, before all the shit coins, like before there were so many shit coins, you know, it was mm. interesting. you go in there, you have good conversations and consensus and, you know, anything, token fest, whatever, even though I love token fest way more than consensus, but any of these big, big ones were awesome. You'd go in there, you make real friends, you talk about real stuff um and and come back home with some business cards that i would contact people and would have real conversations that was like i don't know four years ago maybe still happening then um like four three years ago then the last couple of years have been very different like i go to these conferences consensus in new york like the last one for blockchain week mm -hmm. like a like a like a science fair from high school like things all over the the hallways people talking over each other and it wasn't useful at all to me. So now I feel like the people who were at, at those big events back in the day are now in like the small crypto houses or like the small private events. And it's because we're, we're like having the other, the tighter conversations. I love that because I get to connect with people at a deeper level and avoid all the rush. However, there's like an elitism kind of bullshit going on where yeah. it's not great. So now I feel like we're using the early adopt or the waves of new people we're seeing them as products and we're just selling them swag and like getting them to invest in early coins. And so I want to be cautious with that. You know, that's one thing that's happening in the space. Like we're starting to profit from the newcomers and that's what, that's what um, our traditional economy does. So fuck that, you know? So if we're going to be transparent and we're going to be good about this, then I think we need to start talking about these things, what things have become a business, you know, that, that have lost their ethos. And so I work with a company called Paybook and I really want to bring them up because Paybook.com is doing financial transparency. So they do financial transparency software where you can track your cryptos and your fiat in the same place. And they're most importantly, they have a product called Glass too. They're all about transparency, but they're, they're crypto people, you know, they know everyone, they're OGs from the beginning and they focus on peer accountability and being real with each other. Like where, where's all the money from consensus going? Like where, a token fest, like six million people going to token fest and you show up and there's like you know like half the audience is empty so where's where are the ticket sales going like so you can use the system to, to track all the stuff transparently i'm starting to track my uh, my art auctions through it so that's one thing that's happening in the space the other thing that's happening is that um people are getting famous or known but their their economic level is not matching that and so, uh -huh. you know, and that's a lot of us. That's a lot of us. In the beginning, I was like doing everything like amped, you know, showing up at every event for two years. I traveled like everyone else in the space and burned myself out. You know how that is. Like you're everywhere the whole time. And then I yeah. took three months off to like recover, you know. So this year I'm doing like, I'm just staying home. I'm shipping art around. And then if there's no money to like fly me in, pay for my hotel and pay me for my value, then I ain't going to show up, you know, because I, because it's, not sustainable so as a woman in this space i also want to bring attention to slowing down and taking better care of ourselves because that's really needed if we're going to do this long term and i don't want to perpetuate the crazy like let's travel all over the world and like burn jet fuel and throw extravagant parties and like say we're raising money and raise money but 
also there's other things we can do. So I just want us all to slow down and, and take a look at like, are we perpetuating a system that we don't want, but then we feel like we have to keep up with the Joneses, you know, like, I, like, I don't want to feel like I'm missing out. Yo, <laughs> that mentality is definitely growing. Oh my, we yeah. could talk for a while. Dude, I <laughs> I've noted, and mind yeah. you, um, I, I figured out real early in my crossover when I was running around to different meetups and then everybody was telling me about conferences and then I did my first conference and I'm like, all right, you know what? I realized I don't like the conference level stuff and it's not saying I'm not going to conferences. It's just saying I am more comfortable and more um, uh, appreciative of the ground level stuff, the meetups, the Eventbrite stuff, the who put something together on a college campus or at the library, those level conversations give, when you start going to different cities or going to different events in the city and then go to different cities and then go to different states and go to different regions, you get a very different perception of the space as opposed to what you see at a conference and then as opposed to what you would see online as far as like, a Reddit is concerned, or like, you know, um, crypto Twitter. It's mm -hmm. a different thing when you're in people's faces and having a conversation with them. And that is definitely something I am learning and appreciating and what got me to come up with the whole Trek and Cryptos to Connect idea uh, in that it, it, it's a difference. And I've noted things that I bring up to other people who've been in a space for a while, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's true. Like, I'll give you one thing for an example, right? Yeah. Talk to somebody who's been in this. Talk to somebody who's been in the space for a while, and when you make certain references, like for our historical things, they get the they get it immediately. They get the joke and they get what it's about, and they go, "Oh yeah, I remember when." And then you start going back and forth about the remember when stuff. There's a certain year when you start when you talk to people who came in at a certain year. X amount of the the previous history events have no reference to them and then depending on how they came into the space which majority of people were on the financial track of it so oh let me grab this thing and let me start trading blah 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 mm -hmm. they don't have the same um level of of appreciation or understanding for you know the earlier concepts and ideologies i say to people all the time i'm andrasian in my school of thought about this whole space I'm not going to tell you, no, you can't do that. But I know it's just certain things don't rock with me personally, so I don't mess with them. And I think the more the newer people coming in don't necessarily have that. Like, we see with the whole siloism thing happening in the space. And, and, the, and that's our responsibility, though. Like, what are we doing about it? Because you and I are here since before, so, like, how can we help there? And that's what drives me crazy. I'm like... What are we doing collectively to make sure that people don't get screwed over? You know, like, how like, can we help? The, the self-policing is real. Last question is, um, what is a crypto-based product or service that you use that you would tell other people about? Okay, services. Well, I love coin payments, you know. I use them to um, for all my clothing and stuff. Um, okay. I, I do this thing where... Whatever, the line is basically about where your message, where what you stand for, so that you can be a walking billboard and people can ask you, like, instead of Nike, just wear whatever you believe in, and then you can start a conversation. So coin payments has been awesome. You know, I, I can take all of that on my website. Um, I love PayPal.com as well. They integrate fiat and crypto. 
um, for one last one again. Uh, Paybook.com, yeah, the Payable. financial okay. transparency software. Um, I love the blockchain art collective because they're doing something. They're making artists like me who work with traditional media really easy to get onto the blockchain, um, and that's huge for, for mass adoption. And um, I mean, the Swarm Fund, I really love them too. You know, I worked with them on and off. They're real people. So people that have real, real humans in their teams that they really care about this technology. Those are the people, like like you said, do your due diligence, investigate the people, their ethos, the High Vibe Network, HighVibe.network. All these people have amazing projects. Um, you can okay. see them on my website too. It's some companies that I um, that I advise or that I ethos amplify for nanoworks.com. All right, so as a close, how do people reach um, you for artwork, for more insight in regards to how they can become artists in the crypto space? What are your contacts? Um, so at nanoworks, on Twitter, Nano under Nanoworks, on Instagram, nanoworks.com. And then, yeah, like I'm, I'm here to, you know, to paint big murals, bring information to people, make swag that actually has a message and that is wearable art that has value that's connected to the blockchain. You can like NFC chip some of these clothings and it's just experimental. And I'm also here, you know, donating pieces to auction to raise funds for some big organizations, some nonprofits that are not getting the support that they need. So reach out to me and I'm super open to collaborating. However, you know, as long as I can pay my bills and I can donate some of the stuff that I do to raise exposure or whatever, like I'm here, you know, so, so just link up. So until the next episode, thank y'all for listening. Like, share, do what you got to do. Much appreciated to you for coming on, Nanu Burks. I really appreciate it. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Love what you're doing and I'll connect you to the South Americans in the blockchain space as well. Talk soon. All right. Thank you. See you later. See you later. All right, GNGs, that was the episode. So my solo daily talk um, was, you know, about the whole job market and what it was looking like and how I had the realization of, okay, I got to do more than study. Study isn't going to help me, you know, get paid right now in crypto. Study isn't going to help me transition over. And granted, at the time, I was still in my fiat-based job, but I was looking to make certain moves, even if it was going to be a part-time thing or a freelance thing, the market space has definitely opened up as far as job skill sets, knowledge base, and just simply what you can do to earn some kind of income being in this space. Explore angels list, explore crypto jobs, even look on Monster. Go to the different forums like the Bitcoin Pub. There's a listing there for jobs in the crypto space. It's not just the technical people. And I think that talking with Nanu Burks was a perfect example of that with her giving the examples of you know what she grew up in and how she grew up looking at education and learning and then what she was able to do once she understood the basics and how she was able to grow I hope that this inspires someone out there I hope that people are starting to get what I'm trying to do with Trek and Cryptos to Connect in showcasing the people who are out here at the ground level, um, at the forefront of it, really trying to bring awareness and empower others with this understanding and knowledge. It's not an exclusive thing. I hope y'all get it and what I'm trying to do. So that's the end of this episode. Please like, share, and do all the other positive communication stuff. Until the next one, y'all. Trekking Cryptos to Connect was brought to you by 
Trexmart Consulting, where they take cryptocurrency and blockchain technology context and put it in context. So if you're interested and want to follow up, check out the website, trexmartconsulting.com.